Yeah, baby, we're starting the podcast right now. We're back. You know what, dude? Live. Welcome, everybody, to the show. YKWD. I started social media and podcasting. The back. The YKWD podcast. YKWD's back again. Old school. Back in the day, where it all started. Before them all. YKWD. podcast is so fun and crazy. It has no rules. Shut up! You're ruining this. Sorry, it's a comedy podcast. This isn't NPR. That's what this podcast does. Is there any better show? This is the original. Original. And we're fucking back. Another week. Another fucking week in the shed. Another pandemic. The shit shut down. Best year of everybody's lives, and it's all fucking gone. And now we're rambling to fucking TikTok and YouTube and Instagram and fucking Austin, Texas, and fucking woo! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of You Know What, Dude. Fucking shows have been slamming last week, the week before, and now this week we have a a guest that I've I've uh, I've I've liked from afar. I've admired oh. from afar. Um, and I'm excited about it. Who is the guest? Gabby. Jeremiah Watkins. What's up? What up, guys? How you doing? Hi, buddy. I like that mic layout right there, like a nice cock right in front of you. Oh, dude, right? That's yeah. what I like, dude. Just right in yeah. front of me. Feel free for yeah. your fans to Photoshop whatever they want. Yeah. Right now. Get, my, get this. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I am not doing that because they will Photoshop it. Okay, okay. <laughs> and it's real. Anyway, it's real. Um, anyway, of course, we got Gabby, uh, the hay-haired fucking flamboyant fuckface. What the uh, fuck is up? And then we got uh, the mush. Where's the mush? And Show yourself. Hey, there he is right there. The mush. Uh, hi, mush. How are you? I'm all right. How are you guys doing? Oh, that was fake. That fake happened. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was mush. Tell me if I'm lying. Oh, I'm never happy. Okay. <laughs> was, there it is. There it is. That, that was like fucking uh, somebody else's po- someone else's podcast fucking voice. I'm good. How are you guys doing? <laughs> hey, guys, feeling chipper today or what? <laughs> yeah, that's morning. like when you, when you have to do the radio show, but now they have to do a podcast after it, after it just to get into the pod. Hey, all right, man. So we just did three hours. We're going to do another hour uh, of podcasting before you go back to your hotel room and sleep. How's it going? <laughs> So, Robert, you're the first episode. So, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Kimbo Slice is dead. Okay, hear about that. <laughs> yeah. What's Not your favorite thing about Phoenix? <laughs> What's that? What's your favorite thing about Phoenix? I fucking I actually love Phoenix. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now, but my right nut is aching. That's mm. not that can't be it, good. I think it means it's gonna rain, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna rain and seven more weeks of winter. Those are the right. right. Um it's, it's fucking I gotta adjust. Hang on. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, you know what? what Sorry. I was sitting on it. How do you oh. are you always sitting on it? Why do you have to readjust? All right, Gabby. I and and, and I don't think either one of you do you know? I mean, do you have big Big balls. I have big balls. I got some longies. I got some longies, man. <laughs> so if I sit, if I sit wrong, then it's like, huh, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. all right, yeah, yeah. No, uh, 
You don't have any long leg flaps, you know, just like where you have to like you have to readjust the legs a little bit because the labia is just right underneath the thigh. No, it's pretty tucked in. It's pretty locked in. Mm. Yeah. Imagine your tits were between your legs. (laughs) That doesn't work for her either. Yeah, I have no tits. That works for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Gab, imagine if my tits were between my legs. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, now I get it. Um, yeah, big I mean, yeah, Jeremiah, you look like you gotta not to go down the gutter right out of the gate, you know. I mean, I really would love to get monetized or maybe, you know, get off whatever list I'm on to not be looked at on every fucking social media platform ever. I said one thing, one thing about no, I'm kidding. And uh I uh you you look like you have a big sack. Yeah, I, I I do. Yeah. Yeah, I I can, you know, if if I if I tuck back, you see a lot of ball, you know. It looks like a, you know, some kind of animal that's on all fours looking back at you. It's it's <laughs> it's a it's a whole thing. It's a whole production. I, I I have a big I have a big uh you know, girls, you don't know this gab, they they get small like if, if certain times they they tuck up and get the sack itself uh has resiliency and will tuck up and get small oh hmm. yeah, if, you, if you're really cold like i i'm a total grower not shower so not impressive at all if, if i'm not one of those guys who can just be like check this out i have to be like yeah, let me do some prep work and then I'll, I'll come back to you in like 15 minutes and maybe get a hair dryer or something it's like one of those dinosaurs you dip in water <laughs> yeah exactly it's like even when you're out with the guys camping you're like guys i'll, I'll be right back <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go pee <laughs> like light years away yeah we're gonna go skinny dip and we're gonna just jump in real quick hang on one second i gotta go fluff myself <laughs> in a bush. which is which i think that oh at least i've done this if if you're planning on being naked around other guys you don't want to be the guy that has the really teeny tiny penis. You might fluff, which is that I look back at those memories. I'm like, that's probably some of the gayest things I've done is like, okay, I got to get this ready for the guys. I got I to gotta, I gotta make sure this is in good condition down here before I go out to the locker room, before I yeah, shower but, with the other guys. But it's true. I remember I went camping with Ari Shafir and Ari's dick is always at goofy, long goofiness. It's just a goofy oh. big... Yeah, hey, this is my penis. Uh, this is my balls. I, I don't see a problem. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, uh, I mean, here's the thing: like, is this happening? This is not happening. No, it is happening. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard anybody do a good Ari. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's he. So I remember we were, you know, when you get in to your tent, you kind of. You have to change before you go in or when you get out the next day, you're going to change, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we all went swimming and stuff, and I was going to – I got to take my swim trunks off because I had them on before we went knowing that we're going to go swimming. I don't want to get naked in front of fucking Ari and because my I gotta, I'm going to have to fluff. I'm going to have to go into a bush, get it up, and then you know have it at least hang – for that second that he might glimpse my pecker – I need it to look at least I don't need I don't want him to no I just want it to oh this is dick. I don't want to be like what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to prepare so, yourself. So But I, realistically, how long is it staying fluffed? Like you fluff for a second, then you walk out and do you have to just focus? It doesn't matter. You just need it at a 
It's the first image because no guy is just like keeping focus with it. You know what I mean? So it's that first initial, whatever they see in the first five seconds. So you could have fluffed just 10 seconds ago and you walk out, you're like, Hey guys, but you need that little bit of time for that peak window. But then after that, it's like, yeah, if it gets smaller or whatever, nobody's going like, Hey, it was bigger earlier. (laughs) What happened? What happened to you? Yeah. If if they saw it at its, its potential, it's half mass potential. They're like, oh, his dick is okay. But if they see you at a mushroom, they're, they're assuming, oh, my God, his dick is so small. It's like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You got to give him a little. You got to give him that shot of what it, what the potential could be. So I remember that I didn't. And Ari, I just turned around. I turned away from Ari because I'm like, oh, he won't see me. I'll just turn away. And then he walked over to me. It's like he was looking to see what my dick looked like. Oh, Oh, guys who are really comfortable with their package, they look for it. They're like, all right, well, what's this guy looking at? People who are not comfortable, they're they're the ones who like are trying to not make eye contact at the urinal or everything. It's like dudes with the huge dicks are like, so how's it going over there? What's yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true, dude. Guys with big dicks have big dick confidence. They do, and they want to see other dicks because it makes them. It builds up their ego even more. That's why they yeah. they look at it. It's like capturing souls every time they look at little dicks around them. It just makes their dicks bigger and bigger. Every little dick that they see it just builds upon it. They live what forever. If, <laughs> what if looking at dicks made your dick bigger? That's how their dicks became bigger. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if I was, you know how many dicks I would look at? I would fucking I just hang out at a truck stop on 87 going north. Yeah. And I would just be looking at cocks. But it's true though, if you have a regular dick, and now I don't have a little dick. I just have a little dick when it's not presentable. When it's like right now, that's where my I'm dick at. is is just terrible. If if right now somebody was a witch and ting and I was naked and everybody can see my, I'd be, it'd be like, it'd be, I would have a nickname. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if it did a, a jump cut to us naked in the chairs yeah. right now, I would be embarrassed because I can feel what I'm working with right now. And it's, it's in comedy mode. It also is small whenever I'm on stage. It's not like a hanger and a flopper when I'm, you know, being physical and stuff. Uh, it's like, it's ready to, 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 to hibernate and, and, and stay put where it's at. I would love that. Imagine having a, a hanger and you can just wear you could just wear some nice jeans and then put your leg up on the monitor while you're in the middle of the joke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, just look like Robert Plant on that fucking Zeppelin movie. Yeah. Just his, his fucking package was all on one side, everything. And, and that's all you could look at. It's like the greatest band ever, the greatest drummer of all times. And all you could look at was Plant's package. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I, I've been like, uh, you, you ever been fitted for like a tuxedo or a suit or something? And then they ask you, the tailor's like, which side do you want? And I'm like, do I have to choose a side? Can I just, <laughs> can I go middle? Uh, what if I'm cold <laughs> when the ceremony's going on? Hang on, let me put my headphones in. I'm echoing a little bit. Yeah, dude, fittings are the, I mean, look, you're a skinny guy, right? Yeah. I would, But fittings for me are a fucking nightmare. Because I've never been the same size. You know what I mean? Right. I'm always going in. Fluctuating and stuff. Yeah. I'm always fluctuating. Oh, let me put these in the wrong ear. Custom headphones. I'm sticking it in the wrong ear. (laughs) Fucking idiot. I'm trying to jam it in my right ear. It's the left ear. Yeah. Fitting. Like people don't know. 
the first thing you do when you book a, when you book one of these gigs, right, is you got to go for the fitting. Yeah. And it's a nightmare for me. It's a nightmare because I know that they're not going to have. They're not going to some young girls not going to go to fucking uh, <laughs> the, the Gap and just find an outfit that's going to fit this shitty body. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're going to try. I always go yeah. and there's a rack of shit, and I'm just like, yep. I I got to the point where now I tell them where I shop, what jeans, what t-shirts, and what shirts to get me, and and I tell them to get triple X. Don't get I'm a double X, but get a triple X. Get the tall T-shirt because if my if I have to do this at all, my stomach's popping out. You're gonna have to edit everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody takes you seriously. It, like you could be as passionate or whatever. You could be going oh, no, on this thought, amazing. Speech. I thought you were just gonna end that right there. Nobody, <laughs> no one takes nobody, you <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I thought you had some LA insight. Probably nobody out here takes you seriously. I just go for it right out of the gate. It's like, geez, Jeremiah, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, when you have that little bit of midriff showing, you can be it can be the uh, a mind blowing equation that you just saw. You could have the vaccine for COVID, and if there's a little bit of midriff, there's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking that vaccine. There's no way. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm not, Louis C.K. was one who told me to get tall T-shirts because I didn't know they made a tall. So it's a, it's a double XL, but it's a tall. So f when little guys like me raise up, when I'm on stage, I, I remember I was on stage and the two hot chicks in the front row and they pointed at my stomach and I was doing this bit and I just, I looked down and my gut was hanging out and I was like, oh my <laughs> God. They I pointed? Cry. They pointed and giggled. And the <laughs> only the only thing I could do was go, yeah, my stomach just popped out. It fucked you up. I know. It fucks me up, too. I, I had to acknowledge it. Either that or cry like Carrie at the end of the movie. Um, <laughs> I was so sad, dude. Internally, I was like, fuck, why did food have to be an addiction? Yeah, that's the worst kind of heckle right there is, is women laughing at part of your body. Like without that being the joke, you're like, no, I said something else that was funny. Don't look at that right now. What are you what are you doing? What is the worst heckle you got? Oh, um, oh, I've I've dealt with a lot over the years of um, of different people because I engage with the audience a lot. I talk to the audience a lot in my act. Yeah. So every once in a while, you'll get like like blindsided by something. Um, I had one guy. It wasn't so much a heckle, but he nut tapped me. Uh, in front of the audience uh, on what? stage. Really? He was, he was sitting in the front row and I was going after this guy because he came in at an 11 like, and he wasn't in the room even before I got on stage. So, you know, when you, you see a comic dealing with it before, you kind of have an idea of like, okay, this guy's drunk or what's going on with this guy. He sat down right when I got on stage and started talking just right away. He, he claimed to be a Green Beret and uh he was actually wearing a beret and <laughs> that's how you know it's not true if you're wearing a beret yeah it's too dead on there's no way he was actually a beret but this is what he was claiming he had sunglasses on and he started heckling me as soon as i got on stage like 30 seconds into my first joke and then uh you know i called him a cool blind man and then all this stuff like back and forth just dumb stuff and i got the best of them because i you know the comedian has the mic. We have the power. Like if we do it every night of the week, we're going to beat the person in the audience. And he got so embarrassed. He stood up 
when I was like kind of like egging it on. And, you know, I have a bit of a punchable face, I've been told. Yeah, you look like and, that kid that uh, with a mega hat. <laughs> dude, yeah, you, you put me in a mega hat, people are like, yeah, that fits. That, that, that works. Yeah, it's a good look. Is he on a boat right now? Like, is there, should be an, there should be an Indian guy in front of you with a drum, and you're just going. <laughs> um, this is ours now. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, we like it more. No, it like, yeah. will happen. I'll take this from here. You guys did good at the beginning. We oh, my God. You it. look like if Gabby transitioned. There you are. <laughs> 100%. We do look like weird brother sister combat. Like it's it's this weird like face swap thing that's going on between us. Yeah. If you if Gabby transitioned and there's nothing wrong with that, I'm not saying it's good anyone. night, good I'm, one. I, 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 I love look, anybody loves the transgender community. It's me. Probably a little too much, if you ask my wife. Uh, and my Google searches. But listen, <laughs> the thing is, Jesus. You, you guys do look alike. You guys do look uh, a little yeah, but You would have super long balls if you were a man. <laughs> now I get super it. Super long balls. Now you get it. <laughs> she would get it. Gabby, Gabby's nuts. I, I, I have to. If it goes, if nuts are like tits, her, she'd have little <laughs> tiny transgendered nuts. She'd have little, but she'd have a long pink penis. Like a perfect fucking Aryan cock. Like a thin, like, thin though. Yeah. Thin. It'd be thin with a helmet, like a crazy mm -hmm. helmet. Yeah. yeah. That turned yeah. red when she came. Like an yeah, icicle. Right. Just yeah. <laughs> sharp. Gabby, sharp I want, Gabby, I want you to paint your dick what it would look like and bring it next week. I want This to isn't therapy. It. I'm not gonna paint my dick next week. <laughs> Is that what your therapist told you to do? <laughs> Art therapy. <laughs> oh, one um, more thing about Ari's dick. He used to do this at the comedy store when it was really wild there with nudity. Like when, like before it got a little bit more corporate, like when there's a little bit more business and stuff there, he yeah. used to do this bit on stage. I don't know if he ever did it in New York with you guys or if he just saved it for <laughs> the LA comics, but there's a bit that him and he and David Taylor used to do where uh, they called it, I think it was doctor testicles or professor testicles. And Ari would take the glasses off of his head and wrap them around his penis where his penis was the nose and rest them on his big balls. Yeah. And David Taylor would interview Professor Testicles. <laughs> and <laughs> and it, that was the whole bit. And it was obviously the testicles never answered, but it was just like this guy staying very serious, like, now, what is your theory on quantum physics? <laughs> you know, you're, you're, that's like, you know, his dick. It has the same hair as his head. <laughs> you, if you you know that looks his dick and balls and his pubes look exactly like Ari. Yeah, it's a copy paste situation for it's, sure. It's, it's very. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. It looks the way if if Ari became a dick and a balls. If he was like Mister Lippet, I wish I wish I was a fish. If he was just going, I wish I wish I was a a dick and balls. He would. That's what he would turn into. His own dick and balls looks exactly like it. I mean, uncanny. I do not look like my dick and balls. My wow. dick and balls. My dick and balls look like a chubby Chinese guy. So do you? Oh, I guess I do. Then I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I forgot about that. <laughs> look at your face about, right now. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Um, let me ask you a question, dude. Like, what? The, something happened I, when I was hanging in LA back in the day. Um, the store was fucking shit. Yep. Um, it was just crazy dead all the time. Um, 
you know, um, you, they never used the big room. It was never really used. When it was, I was dark there. all the time because they couldn't dark. fill it. So yeah. it was, you know, how a huge room is to perform in. If there's only ten people, you don't. There's no point. There's it's it's so, it's so hard. The the laughs are just scattered. Yeah, and it, and they used to use the front room. What is the, well? Let's explain to people what the front room is. What? So there's three rooms in the comedy store. There's the original room, uh, which is completely black um they sometimes have the neon signs lit up of, of different uh famous comedians names on the back wall and that's mm -hmm. kind of the only light that's in there but as soon as showtime hits that's like for the pre-show as soon as showtime hits it's a black void in the original room right. and that's like a rectangular uh kind of room and it's soundproof so that's one of the reasons they say why it's one of the hardest rooms if not the hardest room in the country because the laughs just die there there's no like bouncing off of like brick walls and stuff really? like that. And okay, for yeah. the, the momentum and then the belly room is upstairs. It seats like 70, 80 people. Uh, and that's where they used to have like, uh, the belly room for exclusively women comics back in the day, like in the eighties and stuff like that, like for them to develop yeah. and find their voices. And then the main room seats, when like no bitches couldn't do when those we wouldn't let those bitches on stage. Right. Right. They go up to your little, your little castle your upstairs home. and work on your little jokes. They used to it's call cute. it. It's cute. They used, they used to call it the high heel room back in the day. <laughs> and that's all you hear going up to click, 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 click the, click, the click, broads click. going upstairs telling their little bits. It's a good monologue. You should tape that. There was a mirror on the side of the wall in there just so yeah. they could check their vanity in between their jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And every girl was brought up. This next chick is a good comic for a chick. <laughs> for a chick. Yeah. A chick. And there was only three of them. It's just the same three over and over. Yeah. Um, all right. So upstairs, the belly's room and then the main room. Yeah, so the main room is the 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 room that was mainly dark uh, because it seats like 350 people. It used to be Ciro's uh, nightclub back in the day. So there's a lot of history and ties to the mob at the comedy store from back in the day, like where all the big stars in Hollywood used to hang out in that main room in that big room. And there's, I know, I prefer I prefer mainly in the original room. I've done the main room once, I think, and I've done the belly room once. Mm -hmm. um, the belly room is awkward, cool little room, but it's a little awkward the way it's set up because you have, uh, if you're looking out, like, uh, there's the main audience is right here, but then there's this upper balcony to your right. So you have to do this right. a lot. Yeah. It's not just straight ahead. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. fun, but it's a little awkward. The, the, the original room, it is funny that you say that I remember performing there when I lived in LA and, um, I remember it was, there was just something off. It's, it's weird. Some, it's creepy kind of. Yeah. It was, it was just something off a little bit. You know what I mean? And then the main room was actually great. Uh, when I did, I did it once. It was fucking great. Yeah. Main room is kind of like a Vegas showroom. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's got the big uh, lit up marquee lights on, on the side, the, those red neons. It's the red blacker stage. And you just feel that room for me, like what out of the, all the rooms, that's where I feel like the most, like sounds silly, but like, like a comic, like, Oh wow. I'm performing to this big crowd right now. Like, right. uh, but I'm also very presentational with what I do on stage. So that room just kind of caters more for visibility of like what I like to do and stuff like that. Because it, like when I used to go there, you know, the laugh factory was the room, the improv yep. was the fucking place. And, but I always liked this, the the store. I, I just, 
I don't know because I like the cellar, the Boston Comedy Club. I never liked the champagne rooms. I always liked the the dingy, let's get it done room. And mm-hmm. the store was like that. It, it, it the comics that were there were fucking a little off and a little edgy and a little cunty and you know what I mean and kind of confident and it, there wasn't too much. Um, it wasn't so uh, Hollywoody. You know what I mean? Like who's there and. There was really nobody there. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's there no people, industry. Indi- no. They stayed away. They stayed away from the comedy store. It was, I like that. I like the freeness of that. And, but I remember the guy running it at the time. I remember Maj Dabrani out of all the people I know in this fucking business. This guy was the one who called up Tommy while I was there. I rented an Airbnb for three months. Cause I was supposed to write a, a screenplay with somebody. Ugh. Yeah, right. Uh, apparently, the, a lot of parties he had to go to. But anyways, <laughs> um, never wrote the screenplay, and I would go to that club. And Maj Dabrani, out of all the people I fucking know, this guy, who I love, but we're not, I, we don't talk to each other. We don't, hey, happy birthday type. I mean, you know, I, mean? I know a lot of people. He called me up and said, you should be in this club. Called the guy, I think his name was Tommy. Tommy Morris and was the old got uh, me, talent right, coordinator got, there. Yeah, got yeah. me this fucking audition. I go in, fucking murder at the original room, mm-hmm. come out, and then he gave me some we the we, one of the weirdest speeches I've ever gotten in my life in comedy. I've gotten two weird speeches. One at the strip, uh, comic strip from Lucian, who was a fucking <laughs> lunatic, too, uh, who told, you know, we have... Um, too many uh, white guys here. And I was like, yeah, but I, I do a whole thing about looking Spanish, not white. We have a lot of Spanish people too. I was like, Just <laughs> fuck you. Tell me you don't want me. This guy, Tommy though, went on some journey and he was thanking me for coming on a journey. And all. Huh? And I, I, at one point I was like, dude, am I, what do you, do you get? Let's go get over. I got to go. I'm already, you, you understand this is how I make my living. I'm not, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm, I, I you know what I mean? I'm, I, I right. is, it's like get, get on, like, like did, do you want me at this club or do or do you not? Because yeah, there's like, other spots that I need to do. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. It was just like, get on. And he gave me notes. No, man, I'm I just, thanks for that. And I was like, this is fucking, it made me so angry. Cause I was like, this is such horse shit. Yeah. At least Esty just ignores you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she right. just, if you don't see her in the doorway, you're done. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's just upstairs eating fucking having some tea and maybe a little hummus talking to fucking Tom Popper and Colin Quinn. Yeah, done. But if she's there, she'll be she'll watch and be like, yes, call me with the veils, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, mm-hmm. this guy gave me some uh, trip that we were going on, like some yeah. artist trip. And so along for, like, the way, were you like, I had to have gotten it right and and then at the end he just is like no like that's that's such a weird misdirect to for him to take you on i don't know dude it was a weird thing and and then everybody was like no that's just him and i was like yeah i can't i can't (laughs) yeah you're like that's that's too much i I just don't have i'm not i'm not healthy enough mentally to 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 deal with that i'm just not so i just never went back and then all of a sudden i don't know what the fuck happened I started, you know, you started seeing it on social media 
And social media changed at the same time too. So I didn't know what it was, but all of a sudden the club and then the shows and then there'd be these videos and you'd see people and I'd be like the, the, the main room people are doing. And then you see this room, you're like, that room is fucking beautiful. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my God. When that room's filled up, that's like a special. That's like, Oh my God. And then all of a sudden you see all this shit. And then outside. And the last time I went out there, I was like, this is fucking popping. This is like like in the movie when they're showing the club and everybody and they're doing the, the good feller fucking walk. It's like these guys and then that and then this guy's over here and there's a fucking uh, fucking Tesla and then there's a Lamborghini and someone's fu- I was weird. It was it was like a whole like a, a 180. What happened? There was a combination of multiple things that happened uh, where was it you was it you? Was it you? It was, was it me. You? It was me. I'm the guy. <laughs> uh, it, w- it was a handful of things. So Tommy was him leaving was, uh, I think, one of the things that lifted um, a part of the energy that was not right at that place. Because there's a bunch of really, really amazing comics that have a similar story to you where they're like, he... I killed, but he didn't pass me. Like it was weird. Like <laughs> Hannibal Burris uh, auditioned for him once, and uh, he just looked at me. He goes, uh, "I see you as more of a writer." And cool. and I then like with him. then He's like right turned around in his in his booth. He's absolutely right on that. He's way. <laughs> I would say a writer. But there's like a hand, there, there's a bunch of uh, of stories like that. But yeah. so Adam Egit took over as talent coordinator, and he started inviting some of the names back to the store that were not there for a long time. So there were guys like Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz uh, and and different like people from that crew who started coming back and making it cool again. And the main thing out of everything was the social media with podcasting. All the comics who were there, it was kind of around the time when podcasts started to pop a little bit and everybody yeah. was talking about how fun it was to be at the store. How was their favorite club? So anybody who's a, a podcast listener is like, Oh, well I got to go there. So it was this nice like meld of like everything kind of transitioning and coming back. So then, you know, poppins beget more poppins and then celebrities start coming back. And uh, there's shows. I think also there's some shows that I was fortunate to be a part of there that kind of helped uh, revive some new air back into the store roast battle being one of them. Cause it was a, a haven for free speech and like just craziness. And that was one of Rogan's first shows back of the store was just coming to be a judge on that show and to check it out. Oh, no shit. And- it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah. Huh. And you were um, part of you were part of the what? What was it on it's the called road the wave? Battle? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, I saw you guys at the first time I saw you in person. Uh, I think at all. I was at the stand, and you guys did the wave. They brought you there, right? Okay, yeah. And it was my favorite part of the show. <laughs> I mean, it was so fucking special. Right, what you guys would do, 
Cause it, I didn't, I just, I didn't understand what was happening. <laughs> I was like, who are these fucking guys? You guys did such outrageous, funny, original shit with that thing. You brought that whole, cause I'll be honest with you, roast battling. I, I don't know. Whatever. I get it. It's cool. It was a thing. It was the fidget spinner of fucking, you know, comedy for a couple of years, you know? Um, and it was, every time I did a, it was very funny and mean and whatever, but I never was into doing it myself. I don't want to fucking do that shit. You know what I mean? I just, right. it's hard enough to tell a joke. I'm not fucking writing a joke and just throwing it out the window. You know what I mean? That's how um, I am with, I always enjoyed doing the wave, but like I yeah. never wanted to personally battle. That's just not my thing. But the wave thing I thought was probably the best part of the whole show. Who came up with that? It was, it was a group of us where, so originally it was literally dudes in a corner, like a group of dudes in a corner, just between jokes to heighten things. They just go, whoa. And it was a very like, uh, kind of like a Def Jam kind of parody at first, where if a joke hit really hard to embarrass the comic that was on stage, it was a group of guys that would come up there and just kind of dance and like, <laughs> like get in the other person's face and stuff like that. And uh, they asked me to be in it one night after the show had been going on about six months. And uh, I hopped in and it, we just melded because uh, I, Jamar Neighbors and those guys, like I've been friends with a long time. And they're like, hey, we need you to fill in. Do you want to do it? And then I became the white guy in the group. And it was me. Uh, it evolved into me, Jamar Neighbors and Willie Hunter. And as the show grew, we're like, well, we can't just go like, oh, and just like dance every time. Like we got to yeah. start getting more creative. So that's when like we started thinking of like little vignettes, little bits. We got props involved. And that's when we started doing like ridiculous stuff, like with, you know, it'd be like uh, an American soldier. Uh, I'd play like handcuffed and they would put like a black pillowcase over my head and then slip my throat and then blood would fly out. And <laughs> like after a little roast joke would happen. So like it was so heightened <laughs> compared to the little joke that was going on where people were like, what, what, why did they do that? Why would <laughs> it's exactly the, the exact, exact emotion. I felt like, why the fuck? Why? Who are they? What the fuck is happening? You know what I mean? I was like, I, I forget what you guys did, but it was so outrageous. There was one of them that I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is that? Like, why would they even think of that? And it was, it was my favorite part of the show. I appreciate that. Yeah. It, it's, uh, we're very polarizing. Uh, when we did it on TV <laughs> for comedy central, they, I, I'll, I'll still defend us to the end. Uh, we were shot in a way that was not conducive to us where it looked like we were interrupting the show and not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like yeah. the way they would cut it, it would just, it would cut a little bit late and then it would just be us on stage. So then literally the audience at home is like, how did these guys even get on stage? <laughs> so the amount of tweets and hate that we've gotten over the years from that is so funny to us because we would be doing the silliest, dumbest physical mime act outs and stuff. And people are like, you're ruining this. You're ruining this form of roasting. What are you doing? And we're <laughs> like, make, dude, we're just phones. acting like we're eating cum and stuff like that. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> it's <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with that. Um, I'm sorry, Gabby. I don't mean to, I, I didn't mean to offend you. Um, eating cum is fine, honey. Um, <laughs> I don't, not nice always. 
<laughs> hey, not always. You had to, you had to, you had to fucking abate I that for a second. Not always. Okay. Hey. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's hey. she's the the least interesting woman in the world. It's like I don't always <laughs> eat gum, but when I do, it's uh, well, it's with a napkin, and I wipe it off to the side a little bit. <laughs> it's embarrassing, and I don't like. I don't, <laughs> and, and know, I don't but... really tell anybody about it. I just I kind of cower in fear, out. and <laughs> you know, I, I write it in a journal later. It's it's one of the, <laughs> never. It's mind. trauma. It's my trauma. It's my trauma. It's my trauma. <laughs> I see a therapist about it, but but that when I do boy. eat gum. <laughs> <laughs> That voice, you. I love when people do, just saying stuff that you're not supposed to say, and that voice is the best. Uh, when I do eat cum, I tell you, it's the best cum of all. It's Gabby cum. <laughs> um, dude, but you, uh, what was going to say to you? Yeah, the hate mail, the hate shit. It's, it's, I wish they made phones more delicate so that people would break their phones when they got so angry. Oh, so they just- would, yeah, you have to slowly type your hate instead of just fucking you fat fucking piece of shit you ruined torgasm fuck off get over it Ten, <laughs> 20 years ago uh but here's the thing didn't now i heard this because of course i don't know but uh and you i'm probably bringing up a beating a dead horse or bringing up a fucking old issue but roast battle was two dudes that invented it correct uh yes Two dudes invented it, and then they Jeff Ross came in, and then one guy didn't want to do it with Jeff. The other guy did, so the other guy who did just went with Jeff, and they did it. And the other guy went and did another version of it. Kind of. There's a lot of stuff that uh, we is have behind time. the scenes that uh, <laughs> we have of, of that. That on on paper, that's kind of how it looks. That's kind of how it looks on paper. Oh, so there's ha! Look at you avoiding. You just got corporate. Wow, I like it. Yeah. Do you want to go put a suit on real quick? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I was getting fitted earlier, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, it's one of those things where it's over. One, it's the, not coming back. It's done. He's. Doing I know it's not coming mics. back. It, it's one of the. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I've I've tried to. He took that from two gay comics in the West East Village bumping mics. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you guys doing? I like it. I'll do it with David Town. Perfect. Uh, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've I've tried, dude. Years later, the the other comic involved. Uh, I tried to see if he and I were cool, and he like I, I went up to him. I was like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And he just looked at me. He's like, "Hey, man, we're not cool. So like, don't be don't be like." coming up to me like oh. we're cool and it was at the comedy store my home oh. club and i just laughed i was like all right man whatever like i walked away like Whoa. it's all good my my name's on the wall there it's right you know like if you want to act like that in my club all the whatever i'm say la vie kind of guys like okay like this is years later so that's why i'm a little bit weird about bringing it up because it's 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 one right. of those things where that's pr- one of the only people that i can really think of that that i have like actual beef with where i i tried like where i'm like yo what's up are we you know and then yeah. it was a complete shutdown like, what, what, why is he mad though what because he didn't want to do it and you guys went and did it no keep talking uh, about it <laughs> there there dude there's stuff that is like um the way that certain people like made their deals and stuff that i think it just got a little bit dirty and that's really all that I can say about it without like giving I mean, Jeff Ro- other Jeff people's Ross business. Jeff be mad, mad at you? <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like it's water yeah, under the but bridge. But did he make person. something? Oh, he made his money. That was the whole thing. Is oh, is, he did. 
he made his money. Like, yeah. So he he still got like like producer credits and all that stuff. So okay. it's yeah, right. Isn't it weird how something like that that's so amazing you caught lightning in a bottle, and then it fucking you lost a friendship over it. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know how much he ever really liked me. He he didn't like the wave, so it was one of those. He didn't like the wave. No. Uh -uh. Why? Uh, Is he the guy who wrote the email? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. It was probably some of the tweets that I got and stuff like that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No. Uh, I think he saw it as uh, that we were interrupting the show and that that like he would he'd be he would be telling me he's like, hey Jeremiah, like he'd be leaning in from the judges' corner and he'd be like, hey man, don't go up there so much. And I'm like. I'd just do that. I'd just be like a sassy gay, like, honey, I'm going up there whenever I want. <laughs> if, it, if it's funny, I'm headed up there. So don't you even worry. <laughs> Why does that voice fit you so awesome? Dude, you know, I'm a, I'm a character actor, okay? <laughs> I do characters. You just did Mateo Lane perfectly. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Hey, honey, uh, can I paint you real quick? Oh, cool. Oh, you give me a fucking eye headache. I love Mateo. I love him too. I love him too, but that's fucking. <laughs> you did the fucking thing. <laughs> That's funny, dude. I don't know why that makes me laugh. Oh, my head's red. Oh shit, you made me laugh too hard. Um, all right, so but so now with the wave thing, Mush, we don't have any footage of the wave, right? Is that on the internet anywhere? Like a good one we could see? There's like on YouTube, I like I posted stuff that hasn't been flagged by Comedy Central yet, but like Oh. I've posted other clips. There's like two out there that they didn't take down for whatever reason, because I think it was on the digital side of Comedy Central. Right. But uh, right. any of the other show stuff, like it gets removed by Viacom, like as soon as I try to post right. it. So, Damn. and and but the other th- the other show you're part of is um, you're part of two things, correct? You're part of uh, the Comedy Jam, the Comedy Jam, yeah, and and Kill Tony at the Comedy Store. Yeah. So you're literally part of the three big things shows other than stand-up comedy right the th- yeah these three big things that came out of the store i mean right is it the store or the comedy gym starts so the comedy jam was elsewhere that was a uh, place called the lyric and then we did it at the roxy uh the shows i do at the comedy store are uh kill tony roast battle and then um, i do my show stand up on the spot which is like an improvised stand-up show and uh that i've been doing all those shows for years and years of the comedy store like those themed shows if you want to call them that and kill tony is where comics new comics go up be and judged by other comics correct you get like there's a minute a, there's a panel of comics uh open micers to sometimes road dog headliners will put their name in the bucket do a minute uh and then they get critiqued by the panel or just Oof. interviewed and like riffed with and stuff like that after they do their uninterrupted minute and I mean, when I lived in LA and I was an open micer, everyone, every comic went on Monday night. Like it's something we don't have in New York where you would see every single comic mon- every Monday. It's so yeah. fucking cool. What do you mean? It's a, it's a cool community. So like everybody, 
there's with Monday at the comedy store, there's kill Tony and then there's potluck, which anybody yeah. can sign up for the open mic there. So there's two opportunities for you to get stage time at the comedy store, which is for somebody who's not a regular, that's the only day of the week that that can happen. So right. all the comics kind of flood to there on Monday night. So you see almost every open mic comic in the scene, like hundreds of comics will come there to sign up for, for one wow. or both of those shows. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That is not, I almost said what she said when I'll fucking hang myself. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. I'm, I'm talking it's about the fuck now. I want to do that so bad, but I'm a straight middle-aged man from Boston with a wife and a kid. I can never be caught going. Yeah. You've been caught, Mister. Watch yourself. <laughs> you did such a great. Oh, that's fucking funny, dude. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> the uh, that's so funny. You do that so great. You play a gay man so well. Um, that'd be funny. It's I am scary. It's convincingly <laughs> scary, Jeremiah. So now, now, K- Jeremiah, kill Tony is is um. Now the the name it's Tony Hinchcliffe, of course. Great yeah. guy, I love Tony. He's such a good guy, and um, he does this show, and you guys do this. But why kill Tony? What does that mean? I don't understand the name. So he's a big Quentin Tarantino fan, uh, and he oh. loves like the Kill Bill movies. Uh, that's part of the reason of it. But really, it's you're trying to kill Tony in the way of like, can you kill it in your minute? Like to make him laugh and everybody, can you kill Tony? That's kind of, I think, I that's never made sense it. to me. I'm not smart enough to put it together. But as soon as you said, uh, okay, great. I mean, it's a great name, great fucking name. And then you did the comedy jam, which I did. Did it, and me and you did it together? Yeah. In, um, in Montreal. Now, here's the thing with the comedy jam you get, all right, listen, you get carried away as a, you get carried away where you actually think all of it. It's like, it's dangerous for me. It's like famous people. I get carried away. I shouldn't be around them because I'd be like, Hey, I'm fucking do We should come back to my house. We'll fucking cook some steaks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get carried away. Like I should just be, Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Good. Nice to meet you. All right. Take him away now. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, and this comedy jam dude is the same way. It's like, all right, dude, you're going to go up, do one thing and then get the fuck off. And I, once you get in there and I fucking, I don't, I, I play drums on TV. I taught myself how to play basic shit. And then you guys, you should do it. And you guys, you know, so yeah, man, it's going to be fun. It's like, all right. And then you get into it and you're playing and you don't realize how much you suck and that you guys are so nice that you're lifting this thing up. You know what I mean? You're literally like, you're keeping it going and lifting it up. So that it doesn't fall apart because if if I if you just let me go, I'd fucking ruin it. I'd just start singing and I'd you know what I mean? I remember that. I remember I and I did the ACDC song, of course, because it's the easiest thing. You guys it was so great in it. And I did my thing and I, I didn't fuck up that much. And at the end I threw my drumsticks out and hit a lady in the face. <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, no, 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 you can't throw, you can't throw drumsticks anymore. It's like, 
That's what we are, rock and roll. It's so yeah. politically correct and woke. A drummer can't throw a stick in the crowd anymore because someone will sue him because you'll take out a fucking chick's eye. I remember I, I threw it at this chick and she gave it back. Like <laughs> she didn't even want it. Here, she See, I, I think this belongs to you. You, you threw it in it my general a, direction. She gave it to a friend of mine. She's like, "Do you want this?" Like she was mad because I hit her on the fucking head. I mean, it was a pretty heavy stick it was a vader i think fucking b oh, uh it was a pretty heavy stick right in her fucking cranium I, I just got too into it i was like fucking yeah well yeah. you feel you start feeling like a rock star like the yeah like you said like the way we we, we, we try to set up every comic to succeed as much as possible because yeah. it's one of those things where we've all wanted to as comics play that rock star role at some point they, they say like I, I used to work in morning radio and they said uh when, when i when i started working there so uh one of the the on-air hosts he said so you're gonna be working here uh are you wanting to be uh, a musician or a comedian because nobody actually wants to do morning radio <laughs> i was like oh well, that's that's one way to look at it yeah but but there's people who i think who want to identify as a rock star and we try to give that to them as a little taste of what it could be like. So, you know, we're all about at the beginning of the show, that's my job. I play like this roadie character who's like a hype man to get the crowd like into it and stuff like that. So by the time the comedians hit the stage, it's all love. And, and like if an yeah. instrument mess up happens, the crowd's not booing or anything. There's like, these are comedians. They, we know that that's not their first job. Like they're funny. That's the first thing yeah. that they do. And then right. if you play drums, that's a secondary plus. It's like, that's awesome. Yeah. It's it, but who was, I want to know this. Who was the best out of the comedian? Give me the top three. Holy shit, they're fucking great. Top three in no part particular order. Mateo Lane is one of them. He's of course. one of them. Like I'm sorry, who? Mateo Lane. Uh, Mateo Lane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, he's he's done like some Whitney songs that like like <laughs> like he has like he, a whistle right. tone. He has voice is insane. Ah! Like he does that like. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Mateo. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, exactly. Mateo Mateo is hugely talented. It's, oh, like, it's wild. Hugely talented. Mateo Lane, yeah. Melissa Villasenor. Hmm. Really? Melissa Villasenor. Who? Do you know her? You no, know her. I don't. She's on Saturday Night Live. Uh, she's been on there a couple couple seasons now, but she's LA comic. Um, Rush, can you bring her up? Uh, she she the, did unlike uh, the video of the wave that I asked you for twenty minutes ago. <laughs> can you? Uh, he might have left. I, he might have had to go do something. Mush, you there? I'm here. Uh, we couldn't pull oh. up like like Jeremiah said. We couldn't pull up the wave video. Oh yeah, because oh Mush is on top. I'm sorry. Yeah, because we put video. I always do it. Pull this up. Can you pull the goat fucking an alligator? And then we get flagged. Right, and our videos right, right. get fucking douche. And he's like, I told you. Then he goes, I told you you couldn't. Pull hey, I, I tried to tell you so many times, but you, you kept asking me <laughs> to, to pull it up. But I mean, I'll do it. But I think Jeremiah said Viacom will pull it down immediately. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to get flagged? or? Oh, yeah. Okay. I know her. Yeah, yeah. She was just in the uh, Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Yes, QB. Yeah. She was a cat yeah. lady. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that's funny because that is Mush's voice until I push him too far, and then he goes, "Fuck you too, die everybody." <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, 
I'm sorry. So those two, there's another comic named Brent Morin who did a Chester Bennington cover that was in Montreal one year that was pretty mind blowing. I don't know. I don't have to tell you to bring that up. Do I? Must you following along right now? Yeah. And then um, (laughs) there's been uh, Mark Marin on guitar. Is surprisingly one of Ah. those were one of those left turns where I was like pretty blown away by his guitar skills because not you know not many comics will come on the show to do um, and play their own instruments and stuff like that. But that's always exciting when a comic can do that. Is he French? No, but he looks like he could be in that picture. I'll (laughs) say it because I'm not in the industry. He's a guy who's had five chances and failed every time and keeps getting more. Oh, my God. Wow. Mush. Tear him apart, bud. Oh, my God. But I'm I'm really sorry I just said that. Um, I apologize. Um, He he seems like a nice guy. I don't really know why I overreacted like that. Um, Let's get back to the show, Robert. I'm sorry. I'm really mush mush out. (laughs) Mush out. Moose just said what comics say in the room after the show about Moose <laughs> just like, said, hey, Mush, this is recording, bro. <laughs> it's yeah, coming dude. out. You're putting yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, dude, oh, my I, I've been nice that. for 10 years and doesn't get shit either way. I listen, Kevin Brennan, chill the fuck out, okay? <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying he's not funny. What I'm saying, he's a guy who gets get TV show after TV show uh, and it doesn't work and they keep giving him another show, which is right. weird to me. Mush, you're doing good. Things are coming back. Uh, we're we're going to get there, okay? okay? <laughs> Sorry, I just came back too. I blacked out there for a second. Um, did I say anything mean when I was uh, blacked out? No, no, I apologize. Mush. No, it's okay, Bush. We're gonna we're gonna cut that part. We're gonna actually that's gonna be the clip, by the way, for next week. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't think that's nothing, and I'm tagging that kid. What's his name? Fucking Jean Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> what is he? Brett Morin. You know, apparently. So I don't know Brett, but you know, apparently, I, I take it you don't like. Him. He's no, super I'm, down. I'm, he's he's a fine. He's a fine person. I'm saying it's it's more the thing on the industry than him. Right. Right. Okay. 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 So. Um, so he can sing good. And what about Burr? Burr is amazing on drums, though. Burr is super fun to watch on drums because he he takes it really seriously and and he'll come and rehearse a couple hours before. And dude, he let us. I mean, one of my favorite jam memories is is just uh, when he was playing the garden. Uh, he said, "Do you guys want to come?" like just hang out and jam like in an empty garden while like, so I don't have to like, you know, get inside my head about the show. So he rented all the equipment, like guitars, drums. <laughs> I brought my sax uh, for no reason. I was like, uh, I, I mean, uh, I have you an instrument. I might as well. I play sax. Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck. Yeah. Do you have it right there. I actually have it right here. I get have, it I know in it. the mix. Can oh I hear, listen to me? Can I say something, Jeremiah? Yeah, I love the saxophone. Do you it's really? The best. I really fucking do. I really love the saxophone. I mean, it is one of the most amazing, holy shit, instruments out there. I really do. I love okay. it. Okay, can you play it? Can I hear yeah. it? What, what do you want to hear? Do you want to hear something, or you just want to hear me? I want to. He- I want to hear something. I would do both. Okay, give us what you think. Yes. Get the fuck out of here. This is the first time somebody has ever done real talent on YKWD. I can't even believe it. <laughs> Do you understand that? This is the first time somebody, I mean, people have come on as comedians, but never have I had talent. Except right. we, had the, we had a magician once. 
But that yes. was good. But this is like talent. <laughs> Let me hear this. I can't wait. That'd be, that'd be funny if he can't play. Yeah, oh. it's just honking. <laughs> yeah, it's just a- <laughs> that stinks. <laughs> this, guy, this guy sucks. What's happening? Uh, this guy's got big balls and he stinks. <laughs> I, uh, all right, let's go. Well, I'm sorry. Was I doing that? I hate you are that. really. You were you feeling sexual about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking great. I mean, what? I grow up. Dude, do you understand? The only talent I have is stand-up comedy. <laughs> you play That's drums, too. You play drums. Yeah. Dude, I play drums a little bit, but not, not that. That was that was amazing. That was some. That's that reminded me of the Simpsons episode. That reminded me of. That was some uh, Joey D. Francesco shit right there. <laughs> that was great. I Thanks, like how man. you can only come up with fake saxophone players. <laughs> first, first of all, Joey's probably one of the greatest jazz musicians of all time, dum dum. <laughs> Hello? Hey. Acknowledge your joke being wrong. That's more of the Simpsons <laughs> part of it, but it was fine. All right, the I, Simpsons I, part I, was bad. I, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> I apologize, Bobby. Um, I'm going to go back to my corner, okay? I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> that's the best mush ever. I uh, That's great, man. Holy shit. Now, why did you learn that and not f- follow through with that? And how did you get sidetracked from all the hours it took to become that? And then you got sidetracked to 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 be a, a comic and 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 in this shit business. <laughs> uh, it was one of those things where I, I've always like I've been musically inclined. I did like like I grew up singing and and uh, and playing sax and stuff like that and school plays and all that stuff. But comedy was always number one. Like it was always like the music stuff was always on the side. So like I took lessons as, as, as a kid and I, I kept with it and I'm actually been in quarantine, been trying to practice and play even more sax because it's one of those things I might as well try to get better at while there's downtime, while we're not on the road and doing as many shows and stuff like that. But it's, it's a weird thing where the sax has merged like and intersected with within comedy in the weirdest ways where there's not like many comedians that you know that play sax. So that will come up. There's that'll just come up like for like sketches or random things. Like, like, do you guys know anybody who plays an instrument? It's like, Oh, I know that guy plays sax. Dude. That's what I do on kill Tony. I'm, I'm like, I'm the band leader on that show. So every week we commit to different characters. Like, so if the tonight show like has the roots, it'd be like if the roots committed to different characters every single week, on the t- on the tonight show that's what we do on kill tony so we right. dress up in different wigs and costumes and 
I'm playing music on that every week. And then on the comedy jam, I play sax when they need it. And it's weird how outs wow. within comedy, like the sax has like found a little niche, oh. like within that. I don't know. So good. So glad. I'm so glad. I would never want you opening for me. I hate a guitar act in front of me. Never mind a guy with a sax. How do you follow that? I keep, Fucking that is one thing. People ask me, like when I go out and headline on the road, they're like, where's your sax? I'm like, no, I'm keeping that separate. Like, I'm not going to be the guy who's like, uh, I'd so, uh, so, so a woman walks into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing that act. I'm not doing Dude, that thing. Where <laughs> If I had to follow a guy with a sax, you'd come <laughs> You'd come back and there, I would, I would be a dump right in the fucking right in yeah. the hoodie of sacks. Yep. I would stick it directly on my asshole and <laughs> right, right in the there. bell there. Right oh, in be, the bell. How great would it be to shit in that? Have you thought about it's like a perfect little shitter? I mean, it's what great. What's wrong I mean, with you? I never I thought know. about doing that, but no I look one's ever things, thought about doing that. <laughs> I look at things that would be nice to shit in, and a sax would be perfect. A tube would too big. That sax would go right over your asshole muscle and then go right into the fucking hole. Have you ever uh pooped in a in a in a cup? Have you ever done that? Never. Oh, oh I've done that. Yeah. I've done Why? that. I would fill it. Because I was Ugh. I was uh on a road trip with some buddies and he took a dump uh outside our hotel room floor door. Um, and I was really mad, uh, that he pooped us out our door. So I pooped in a cup <laughs> and I put it inside his room, um, so that he had to find it. And like, I didn't want to put it on the carpet inside the room, like for right. the hotel staff. So I just, you know, put it in a cup inside his room, like That's fucking just gross, <laughs> just gross teenage stuff from back in the day. I did that one time with uh big J and Joe DeRosa. I f- jerked off and took my cum rag and put it on their doorknob outside the door and then knocked on the door. And then and then they came out and they were like, "What's this?" And they grabbed it and they're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> what the fuck? That's yeah. pretty gnarly, dude. That's pretty yeah. gnarly. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I, mean, it's funny. I, uh, I used to go and I I I would never do this anymore. But I used to, <laughs> if the comic got a better room than me, once in a while it would happen where the the middle act would always get a he'd get the better room. Like the hotel didn't understand or they gave that like. So he gets some sweet and I get some shit fucking regular room. I'd go into their room. They're like, Do you want this room? I'm like, no, you take it, you take it. And I just go in and pee in their tub. <laughs> Establish dominance. Piss. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. <laughs> it was a silly, very silly, insecure move, but it made me feel better just knowing a hot where'd Mush go? A hot piss was right there. Anyways, Mush, you getting a snack? Yeah, I can't, I'm working on some Twizzlers over here. Um, just don't worry about me. Um, I got some Twizzlers, and uh, there's also some Reese's Pieces that I'm really fond of right now. Have you tried? Have you? Have you? Have you guys ever tried Reese's Pieces? It, it tastes, I love them. Yeah. Yeah, it takes me back to uh, ET, the extraterrestrial. Really, really solid Spielberg film. I watched it in theaters as a kid after they replaced the guns with flashlights because it was too extreme. Really, it was. Uh, you know, it was quite the experience for me as a child. <laughs> did they really do that they, they did that. that's a real thing that they did yeah oh my god when they when it when they re-released the theatrical version of et they replaced the guns in the officer's oh. hands with flashlights because they thought it would be too alarming to the children watching yeah. it later in the that's 90s than from the 80s kids fucking oh stupid just get, now, yeah. that's getting to this question you know la i mean new york city's kind of fucking you know it's a wrap right now Mm-hmm. And L.A. is, I mean, everybody's, I mean, dude, people are leaving 
I mean, L.A., I mean, God damn it, dude. I mean, the top of the fucking pyramid. I mean, the podcasting, the, the comedy store, the clubs, everything was happening. And now it seems like in seven months, it's all falling apart. People are moving. They're gone. They're not going back. They're establishing something. And, you know, Rogan, all these other comics, all the lower level comics are gone and the clubs are closed. I mean, is it, is LA finished? Is it, is it how long? I mean, when it comes back, it's not going to be the same. It's it's hard because to see how far it came and for it to drop off as hard again is is pretty crushing. Because I uh, have been working at the I've just been working the comedy store for a while now uh, since probably. Uh, I started off there like, like working my way, way up there in like 2011. Um, so to see where it's, it's come in these last like nine years is amazing. The trajectory and to see it fall off where it is right now because of the pandemic, it's tough. It's going to take a, a long time to, to come back, but it's one of those things where the way I look at it as a guy who, um, you know, I paid my dues there a little bit, but not as much as some of the other guys and some of the guys who are leaving, you know, that opens up spots to some of the, the guys who are hustling and more of the up and comers like myself who maybe might get bumped up in the lineup just a little bit. And right. that's the only way I can look at it is be positive and just try to ride it out because I, I'm not planning on leaving. So it's just going to take a minute, but I, I'm lucky that I get to go out on the road a little bit and headline. So I'll be able to have yeah. that at least to kind of keep me steady in the you meantime. And Tony, you and Tony go on the road a lot, right? Yeah. We used to go on the road, um, like for years and years. I, I, I've been on, I've been on the road with Tony more than any other comic. Uh, so kill Tony is one of those shows that it's a little difficult right now for us to tour with because it's a, it's an ensemble and right. you don't for an ensemble on stage right now. It's not, it's just not the right time for that. So, uh, but and we were doing very, it. It's very edgy. I mean, uh, it's like you guys you guys brought edgy comedy to california like that store crew was fucking twisted like i felt like it like we o and a and all of us when we were doing that shit we were just twisted fucked up guys doing this crazy humor and then like la really didn't have that and then all of a sudden rogan and 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 uh your crew with diaz and and callen and you know, Bert and Segura and all you younger guys and Tony and Sam, you guys really fucking just said, fuck it. And it was really edgy, really funny, really politically incorrect. And it was great. And, and, and now I feel like it's like, everybody's leaving. Like, L I mean, people are fucking max mass exodus out of that, out of that state. I also think that, when there's a vaccine and when the pandemic really like comes to a halt, I feel like a lot of the people who did move who are the bigger comics, they're well off enough where I think that they're going to be coming back and forth a lot. I really, right. you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're like, I think that it'll, it'll be like that thing where when some comics reach that point in their career, they are in LA and New York. Like they kind of split their time. I think it's going to be the same thing with Texas and LA. They're just going to be bouncing kind of back and forth. Right. Mm. But we'll wow. see. Yeah, we'll see, man. It's a great. I mean, I love what what Adam did with that club and the comics did with that club. They kind of you you know 
that community. You need that fucking well, community. That's a, that's the thing. So for me as a visitor, I've been out to like the cellar a few times uh, with Jeff Ross when we're in, in New York or when I'm just in town, like out there doing podcasts or whatever, I've gone to the cellar. And that's the closest feel to me that I've seen like of like how clubs parallel each other or like, it's like a weird distorted reflection. Like the, you know, the, the area where there's that, those tables where only the seller guys can sit and stuff like yep. that. Right. Yeah. There's, there's certain, there's a couple of places like that in the comedy store. There's these back uh, booth seats and like, there's this back uh, bar that, if you're not a paid regular, if you're not passed, you're not even allowed in that area. And I, I like that. I like stuff like that yeah. where you have to earn your chops and you have yeah, to earn the respect of other people. Right. Yeah. It's a goal. Yeah. You need, I, I always say that is that clubs that give young comics a goal instead of saying, Hey, bring in 10 people and you're in, you're, you're fucking them because yeah. you're not allowing them to be a paid regular to get passed by SD is a certificate that you've earned. Yeah. That's your, that's right. your, that's your diploma. You know, you pass that fucking grade, man. Now you're, you can go to college. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have that, like, I, I, you know, so when you, when that happens there, like getting your name or being a paid regular is, uh, is a thing that, is, is that's why when it's abused, I feel like that Tommy guy fucking abused it for years. I feel like Adam was like, you know what? We're going to do this the right way. And he, he and told a bunch of people uh, when he started, uh, right. he goes, I'm sorry. I know you've had things a certain way uh, under the former talent coordinator, but I'm not booking. He just would start. He went down the list of people who he didn't find. He cleaned house of, of, of the list of comics. He's like, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want you to waste my time. Right. Like you've had a good run here. And I'm, I hate to say it, but like, I'm done booking you. He went down the list of people who he found that were, you know, we've all seen those comics who they're funny, but they've been doing the same jokes for like 10, 15 years. They're right. not working on yeah. their craft really. They're not even going on the road that much anymore. And right. it's, it's well, like, yeah, they kill his in name, the room, Rich Voss, Keith Robinson. <laughs> if you want to just say their names, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to fluff around. <laughs> you know, I find I'm mad because that dumb Tommy fuck, I would have been in at the cellar, you know, I would have been in at the store. I probably would have had my name on the fucking thing by now. And that cocksucker gave me some fantasy speech. You know what <laughs> I mean? Motherfucker. Well, you know what? There's, there's some, there's some spots opening up. There's some people who just left for Texas. So come yeah, back to the I'm store. Gonna, gonna, I'll, I'll be the fat Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> bloated Rogan. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, yeah. Bloated. Yeah. Salted Rogan. I don't yeah. fucking come back there i gotta fucking pay my dues now i'm, I'm good i gotta see fu some fucking asshole that just opened for me in fucking kansas city get his name painted on the wall suck my pecker I, sh I should be grandfathered in motherfucker i'm from kansas city so that was such a perfect analogy oh, good. <laughs> well good man i'm glad you have a positive attitude about it because i think it's all gonna die and you're gonna have nothing and every club is gonna close and you're gonna have to move to austin but listen, and that's why we that had you, you on. You think now you got an album coming out soon too, correct? Or special? I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in uh, in December, um, on December eighth. Um, yeah. I've always been a fan of yours, dude. You've always been super nice to me too. You've always been just a sweet dude, and you're hilarious. I've followed you on uh, what you and Tony used to do in the airports and shit. You used to make me laugh, and 
and kill Tony. And I, like I said, the wave was my favorite. It was my favorite thing. I just wanted to see a show with that. Um, and I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you, uh, you came on today. Will you come back on in December? Dude, I would love to, I'd love Maybe to. And yeah. I, dude, I just want to say I'm, I've, I've been a like just comic to comic. I've been a fan of your comedy for many years, and you are one of the uh, the comics who uh, I had um, one of your first one of my first comedy albums that I had uh, like when I started purchasing and not like downloading albums was uh, was one of your albums. So yeah. uh, I I, I, I remember being excited to show my mom your Comedy Central. I think it was your Comedy Central special uh, where you're in socks on the album. Yeah. Oh, just the tips. Just, just the, tips. the tips. That was my album. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, just man. So, ah, buddy, thanks so much. I mean, even if that was some LA horse shit, I like it. Thank you very it much, dude. It wasn't. I got that. <laughs> no, I'm, I got, good. I'm I fucking your, saying, I'm a I, dick got, I know. I know. I got your album though when I worked at the uh, at the uh, the radio station. They had they had swag, and I was like, "Can I can I have that?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you can have that." I, I would tell you what Steve Byrne did. That. My first album, self produced. So I blah blah blah. He calls me. He call, uh, I think he, he sends me an email one day. He goes, "Dude, check your email." It was uh, five of my albums. He found at a Goodwill. And he, <laughs> he, he bought them for 50 cents and he stepped on them. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> really, I love really, that. Comics were just fucking terrible human beings. It's what, the do best. You, what do you have to plug now, man? What do you got going on now? Uh, I just have uh, my podcast, Jeremiah Wonders, um, which I got to get you on sometime. I got to get you what guys on it? sometime. What is uh, it about? It's, it's, I do, uh, it's just a big riff fest. I, I, I have pe comics on, um, we do impressions, we do characters. There's anybody can call in at any moment. Uh, I've got like this phone filter that I put on the line and stuff like that. And it's just like riffing with characters and being silly. And I do a segment actually called sax talk where you share a story of a sexual encounter. And then I paint it with the sax. Like you start. Yeah. So dude, it's you're such a fucking creative dude, man. I love it. I love it. Really. Uh, I mean it, dude. I love that. That sounds good. I'll definitely do it. Definitely thanks. Do yeah, it. that'd be awesome. Um, all right, brother. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, and we'll see you back in December. We'll have you back on. Did you ever get annoyed with Tony when he sh uh, shouts you out at you? Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we get annoyed. <laughs> yeah, we get annoyed with each other. But that's part of the dynamic of the show is 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 I push his buttons and he pushes mine. And that's you know sounds very similar to this show right mush that's kind of that's kind of the comedy uh, of it all i mean at the end of the day we're all very good friends on the show so that's kind of how i look at it well there's yeah we, yeah we definitely annoy each other on the show what'd you say mush i said well there's the difference what's the difference <laughs> 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 I but, said at the end of the day, we all love each other and we're good friends. He goes, well, that's that's the difference. Mush, on, on the I, show. Tell you, I like you a lot, Mush. You know that. I wish I could see a video of Mush right now. I'm loving the the genuine laugh that's coming out of it, his mouth right now. He's he's actually our Jarvis. He's our yeah. Mush. Watch watch around the ring. Mush talks. See the little the voice thing that comes around. <laughs> see. I love it. Right, listen, man. I really thank you for doing this extra 10. Uh, this is for Patreon only. Uh, you want the extra 10 of the YKWD, the Friday, Calter and Kelly, only on Patreon and be part of the jerk off party on Saturday nights. Uh, you have to be a member. Patreon.com slash Robert Kelly. 
If you are a fan of mine, you should be over there. Go join today. It's one fucking cup of coffee, five bucks, and you are in. You get everything, all the shows live. Calter and Kelly live, YKWD live. You can be in the chat right now hanging out with us, and you get the 10 minutes extra free, which is usually 20 minutes every week, not just 10. And uh, and you get the uh, all the other stuff live from the shed. You get tech talk with Bobby and friends. All my one on ones are up there archived. You get it, and uh, it's for the five bucks price of a cup of coffee. Also, uh, go to the uh, YKWD page. Check out my uh, uh, thirty day less titty challenge. We're on week. Th- uh, what am I? Three right? Week three. I think so. Monday. Yep. This morning we have Mr. Mike Cal to join us. On the 30 day less titty challenge. We got two weeks left. I feel it. I feel fucking strong. I want to fucking tight. Fucking tight. Yes. This is the jacket Bonnie made me and she gave me bell bottom fucking (laughs) fuck happened here. You're a wizard, Bobby. Ah, fuck it. I could, I could be a fat magician with this stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> be like this. Oh, where'd that come from? I don't know. It's gone. Uh, <laughs> Bell bottom sleeve. Uh, now it fell. I got to pick it up. It's going to take me a day. Um, all right, brother. Thank you so much for coming on. I'll see you in December. You come back on. I'll see you in LA or in New York. Right, brother? Yeah, I'll be out in uh, New York uh, the first week of November. All right, perfect, man. I'll take care. Gabby, uh, what do you got? You know the deal. Follow me on Instagram. Listen to my podcast. Let's uh, sign up for my newsletter. You know, the same thing. Every week. Every week. You got Every your week. newsletter that I'm a fucking member of. God damn it. I Did you re- even read it yet? I'll read when I'll read I will read it. When it where You're is a it? piece of shit. It's Gabby. been out for three weeks. Read it. Am I in it? No. Then I don't want to read it. You have to read it. I don't want to read it. You have to read it. What's happening wow. in comedy right now that would warrant a newsletter? It's called Mush being creative, thing. Mush. It's called doing different things at different moments, okay? Well, that's what I'm asking you, so people will go to it. Um, it's on my the link in my bio on my Instagram and Twitter has this the form to sign up for it. It's just you get funny essay. I write uh, essays every what month. What is this? The 1950s? Who wants a funny essay? <laughs> Me! Because when you said comedy newsletter, I thought you were just talking about things happening in comedy. Oh, and no, that, no. That, it, that sounds way more interesting than, than that. Like What you're doing is better than what I thought it was. Oh, no. It has nothing to do with stand-up. It's just uh, essays. Comedic essays. So sign up. It's fun. All right, I'm going to read one, and if can I can I judge it next week for realsies? Yeah, but you have to post it. If you want to judge it on here, you have to post it on your Instagram story. What the fuck did you just menangle me into? If you want to judge it in real time on this podcast, you have to share it on your Instagram story. Did you, Mush, did anybody catch what she just did? She just fucking, she is going to be so big in this business. <laughs> your dad taught you well. You just fucked me into a corner. So if I want to get content out of you and it might cost you something, I might be critiquing of you. I have to give you promotion so that yeah. more people will go like it. So you're in a win win situation. Precisely. It's called being a businesswoman and a Jew. 
All right. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jacob said she's Jewish. <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, that was a great show. Really good show. Really great. Uh, so good. Uh -oh. He's so funny. Who's here? Hey, come on in, buddy. Here he is. Let me unplug this. Real oh, shit. Ooh, hang on a second. Maxi. Max, watch your mouth. Want to say hi to everybody? Real quick. Go ahead. Hi, Gabby. Hi, Mike. Calm it down. Hey. Mike works. Can anybody hear me very loud? <laughs> it's too loud. You're going to break the microphone. I know it. Let go. Let go of the mic. Listen, all you do is talk like this. Regular. I have to talk like this because I'm too loud. What's up, bud? What's up? How are you? Doing good. Yeah, is that all you got? Dad's the thing that he's trying to clean a pipe right now. That's the only thing he's doing. He's not doing anything. How did your schoolwork go? Great. Did you did you <laughs> quit? Let me ask you a question. Did you quit or did you get through it? I quitted. You what? I'm quitted? joking. I, I didn't. I didn't quit. I did quit it. Quit school and you work at the factory. Young. You did it. Come here. Give me a hug. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Who's on Max? Who's on, who is on your shirt? Bobby. Right Bobby. Let's see it. Let's Bobby. See it. So good. <laughs> right. Say goodbye. Yeah, look. I'm not going. I'm not going. Max, you're gonna break the mic. Stop. All right. Let's, all right, we guys. We we gotta say we all right, on on the, on the 24th on the 24th of, of October of October Ron Bennington Ron Bennington the great Ron Bennington the great Ron Bennington and me will be and me at the, and me and we'll be at the uh, Blue Claw Stadium and we'll be at the Blue Claw Stadium yes mm -hmm. uh, in in what where, where what where is it Boston no it's in New Jersey Stop New it. Jersey in Boston listen all you got to do is go live from homeplate.com for tickets it's this Saturday night, man. It's going down. Me and Ron Bennington, Max, stop. Please, stop. Stop, stop it. it, please. I don't want to say again. And then uh, it's this Saturday night, okay? It's one of my only shows left this year. So go. Get your tickets. VIP is done, but there's a bunch of other tickets. So get that done. Yeah, Look thanks, Lou, for saying Max is a ball champ. Because Dad... I got to read the names. Dad has to... Get me a new scooter. He has to get the gold one. I know. That's like seventy nine right, bucks. If you don't sit away, I'm gonna tell the. I'm gonna return the scooter. <gasps> gonna, you want me to Don, get the scooter. You're fretting. Go there. All right. Listen. Let me get this done. Here we gotta read the names, right, Mush? Yep. I got them ready. But also, uh, the yep. Wednesday, November fourth, that side footers, Calta and Kelly live. Yep. Uh, Robert uh, Kelly, Mike Calta. Myself, Joe Russell, and Austin are all going to be there. And then yeah. Thursday, November 5th through November 7th, uh, we will be performing stand-up comedy at Side Splitters. Get your tickets now. Those shows will probably be sold out pretty soon. Yes. It's going to be a, it's going to be a crazy, crazy show. So I can't wait for this. I can't wait. You're going to be down there. It's going to be awesome. What, what, what does he have to delete? How do I delete that? What does Jacob have to delete? I don't know. He says, whoops. How do I delete that? Yeah, let's see what he has to delete. 
What did he? What did Jacob do now? Oh, forget it. It doesn't matter. You know, he did something. Let's read the names. I think I got the names this week. Let's read the names. Here we go. Ready? Yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ready now. You have to do something. If it's a ten dollar membership, you have to do something crazy for ten dollars. So go ten times. All right. So think of something. Ready? We got Curtis Wheatley. Ow. <laughs> All right. That's 10. Nasty Nate. Ow. Ow. All right. Tracy. You're Tracy. Ow. 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 10. You got to do 10. Ow. Ow. Not that hard. Ow. Ow. <laughs> So the new Patreon punch Bobby tier. This is next. This is next level. This no, no, you don't do anything on this one. You say thank you, Chris Liberto. Thank you. No, 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 no. He's got nothing. He's got. You have to pay another five to get punched. All right, ready? All right, all right. Spike, Ict. What? All right, that's that. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Two on. Two on. Look at two on. Do it right <laughs> Gregory Dudzik. One. No, ten. Go. One. Not two, so hard. Ten. <laughs> two, nine, six, seven, uh, eight, <laughs> nine, nine, ten. <laughs> Back off, Jack. Back off. These two fingers. <laughs> Back off, Jack. All right, we're going to end the show. It's getting crazy in here. We're going to end the show. <laughs> Listen, you guys are the best. (laughs) 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 All right, listen, you guys are the best. YKWD. Mush, you got anything? That's it, right? Uh, Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Follow us at YKWD Podcast. You guys are the best fans in the world. Love you. You know what, dude? See you next week. listening to the YKWD podcast. Thanks for listening. Now go back to your shitty jobs. Shitty jobs. Shitty, shitty jobs.